For our scripture reading, we turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, we begin reading at verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly. And tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city, and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money, and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So far we read from the Holy Scriptures this morning, and the text that we consider is verse 
9. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Dearly beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, what a change had taken place in the, what it was like for those that came and heard the news that Jesus had risen. You think of what they were experiencing up to that time, that their Lord had been crucified. Not only that their Lord had died, but that he had been crucified, nailed to a cross. And as they did not understand, as of yet, and they would be guided by the Spirit, but as they did not understand yet why it was that he died that way, nor that did they expect that Jesus would be raised, even though he had told them and told them on more than one occasion. They came with, as they came unto the grave, what a change for them in their life as they now had such great joy as they heard this news. Fear, they went away with fear, but also with great joy, great joy, knowing that their Savior was alive, that Jesus is risen. And first they leave, having been told that by the angels. And then as they're going to bring the word to the disciples before they get there, Jesus meets them and says, and as it's translated, all hail. And it says that they came and held him by the feet and they worshipped him. What joy they had in their, in their souls. And whatever problems they had at that time in their life, you know, they still would have had from a certain point of view. Any physical ailments that they may have had at that time, they still would have had. Anybody that was close to them that would have died, would have already died, it would still be the case that they had that sorrow with that fact that somebody near to them had died. Whatever their difficulties may have been in their life, they had this joy. And indeed, the difficulties would remain, there would be difficulties going forward as there would be great opposition as they went forth to preach the gospel. As the men went forth preaching the gospel of grace and as all were called to bear witness to the truth concerning the resurrection of Christ, there would be opposition. And yet what joy God's people had and what joy we have as we meditate upon the fact that our Lord is alive, that our Lord is King, and that he really has died for us and risen again. And that he really is nourishing our souls. 
and that really, we really do eat the crucified body and drink uh, the shed blood of Christ, and our souls are nourished unto everlasting life by Jesus Christ our Lord. We know that. We believe that. We, have, we are assured of that. And may we partake of the Lord's Supper this morning with the joy of the resurrection. We consider this passage under the theme, Jesus appearing to the women. Let's consider, first of all, meeting him, secondly, hearing him, and thirdly, worshiping him. First of all, with regard to the meeting of him, they really did meet him. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. And he really had been raised from the dead. No one witnessed that event itself. No one was watching the grave clothes at the moment that Jesus was in those grave clothes. And then there was no body in those grave clothes. That nobody witnessed that event, just as similarly that nobody witnessed the creation. God created the heavens and the earth. No one witnessed this event. And yet it did take place. We have no doubt that it took place. That it took place on the third day, as Jesus had said that it would. On the sixth day, Jesus had said, it is finished. On the seventh day, he was in the grave. With regard to his body, he was in the grave. And on the third, uh, and on the first day of the week, he arose. On the third day, just as he said, he still had a finite human nature. The Roman, the Romish Church and. Uh, a Romish church catechism speaks of Christ's glorious body not being limited to time and space. That's not true. It is the case that it's limited. And we speak of that in our confessions. It was a real bodily resurrection and his human nature is still finite. A finite human nature. And he did a but it was a real, he really was raised from the dead. People could hold him, hold his feet, as we read of here. A real resurrection. A resurrection that declared Jesus to be God's son. That's what we read in Romans 1 verse 4. That he was declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus had said, in three days, I will raise it up again. I will raise it up again. In three days, Jesus had said that, and he did. But the scriptures speak of God raising Christ, and the scriptures also speak of him raising himself. In three days, I will raise it up again. 
he arose and he came to his people. Appearing to some women first. We read of him appearing first to Mary Magdalene. We read of that in, in the book of Mark. And he appears now to these women that we were here uh, read of in this text. The angel's message to them was first. It was the will of God in, in the case here that these women would first hear the message from the angels before they would see him. And the angels spoke of the fact that he was risen, so they first received the news that he had been risen. They also received word that they would see him. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And so in God's providence, these angels first bring that message so that they hear that he's risen and they hear about seeing him. And then they, they run. They departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word to run. Think of what you would do if you heard that if you heard that news and if you were told, go quickly. Go quickly and tell his disciples. When they heard that, when they heard that news, and when they were told to go quickly, these women they ran. They ran to tell the disciples' word. And it says that while they went, behold. And that word is significant. We are used to that word, behold. And if you're under, when we see that, we're kind of to think of like as if it's saying, now look and be amazed. So that we don't just pass over the word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold. Jesus met them. Jesus met them. He had raised himself just as he said he would. It was a bodily resurrection that they could fall, hold him by the feet. His body really had been raised. And he revealed himself only to some, only some saw him. Here we read of one of the appearances of Christ. That Christ arose and he came to his people. He revealed himself to some. He manifested himself to some people. The disciples later would go around and tell people that he only appeared to some. You know, as they went around and preached that they were witnesses of the fact that Jesus had suffered and died for his people, 
that he had been crucified, and then they'd be, they testified that they were witnesses of the resurrection. And somebody said, well, you say he was raised from the dead. Well, where is he? Well, he's not here on this earth. He's not going to appear on this earth now. He appeared a number of times, and then he ascended into heaven. Well, who did he appear to? Well, he didn't appear to everybody. But he appeared to some people. There were some people to whom he appeared. He appeared not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God. That's Acts 10, verse 41. There were witnesses that were chosen before of God, and to them he showed himself. Even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Christ had spoken about the fact that he would manifest himself to just some people. We think of how there were just some that saw the risen Lord. And it's also true that there are some to whom Christ manifests himself. We don't see him with the eye of the body. But there's an application to the fact that it is today the case that Christ manifests himself to some. Judas, Judas, not Iscariot, but the other Judas, picked up on that. That Jesus had said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And then Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? That there are some to whom Jesus manifests himself. Some that have been eternally chosen, unconditionally chosen. Christ's sheep hear his voice. And now we turn to that. Jesus met them. And Jesus spoke. He spoke to them. Now the word, what he said, is translated as all hail. Now the word actually is a word that means rejoice. It's a word that does appear in various greetings. Like Judas, when he was betraying Jesus, came up to him and says, Hail, Master. And that's, it's the same word. Or the soldiers mocking Jesus, Hail, King of the Jews. Or when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, Hail, Thou that art highly favored. So it was a word that would appear when someone would greet someone at various places. But that word is also translated in a number of places. The same, the same word is translated according to its meaning of rejoice. 
Like when people speak evil against us falsely for Christ's sake, we're told to rejoice, same word. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. That's Matthew 5, verse 12. Or in another passage, passage, rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. We're commanded to rejoice evermore. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. That's Philippians 4, verse 4. So the same word is translated as with its meaning of rejoice in a number of places. And that's the word Jesus speaks here. When they meet him, that's what he says. He spoke and they came to him. Jesus met them saying, all hail, and they came. He spoke. They came. They came to him. And we see that the evidence is that they recognized him. Because they come and they hold him by the feet and they're worshiping him. Certainly their mind is on the fact that he has risen from the dead. And the angel said, there shall ye see him. And then they, Jesus meets them. After they have heard this news, they hear his word. And it appears they recognize him. That is interesting. That is a fascinating subject. There, there are times when people saw Jesus after he had risen from the dead. And sometimes... You know, you see, it seems that the, the way a narrative reads that they recognized him. These women, it says they recognized him. Mary Magdalene did not at first. And then when Jesus says Mary and calls her by name, then she recognizes him. <coughs> Jesus appears to his disciples when they're in the room and they recognize him. There's other times when we'd read of them not recognizing, like the two on the road to Emmaus. That Jesus is walking and talking with them, and they don't know that it's Jesus. Uh, and there's another, another incident, too, with regard to the time when the disciples had been fishing. That's a fascinating subject. But here we see that they did, that when they heard him say, all hail, that they didn't say, now, who are you? But they came to him. And they held him by the feet. And Jesus tells them, be not afraid. We read that they had, they had fear and great joy in verse 8. They had been running with fear and great joy. Jesus says to them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren. My brethren. The ones who had scattered. Peter even denying with an oath. Go tell them, my brother, that he refers to them, refers to us that way. Go tell my brother that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. The same message, really, that the angels had said. 
Jesus now tells them. But of course now it's going to be the case that when they come, they're not only going to bring this message that the angels had said, and now that Jesus had said, that he's going to go into Galilee and there shall they see him. But also they would now have the news too that they had seen him. Not only that they heard that he has risen, but that they had met him, that he had spoken to them, that he is alive, and he talked with us. He met us. We talked with him. We held him by his feet. That they could say that as they went. We really did. We really did hold him by his feet. They went to bring the disciples' words, those comforting words, to hear that good news. They went quickly. These women said that Jesus is risen and that they would see him in Galilee. From Mary Magdalene, with regard to Mary Magdalene, when Jesus spoke to Mary Magdalene, it was also made a reference to the fact that he would ascend. So when you put it together that he's risen, he's going before them into Galilee, they will see him, and also there was the news that he's going to ascend, that he had not yet ascended, but that he was going to ascend. And then we're told the disciples, when they heard that, they didn't believe. And then Jesus appears to them and admonishes them. That's quite something. We're going to see that's going to be picked up on, Lord willing, tonight when we talk about Jesus appearing to the disciples with Thomas and Thomas who had said that he would not believe unless he put his hands and so on that he would not believe well the other disciples too we were told that they didn't believe here these women bring this message Certainly brings out the importance, too, of men hearing the word, what the message from God is, also when it's spoken to them from, by women, when what women tell them is, is the truth. And here these women come and they make known what they had seen and heard, what God had made known to them. And how important it was that the disciples hear that and believe well they didn't for a time and Jesus admonished them for that but of course they would come to believe and they would come and bear witness to that truth and they would proclaim to others that it really was the case that Lord had risen from the grave just as he said these women met him, they heard him, and then they also brought the news to others. 
and also we look at it from the viewpoint that they they worshiped him there's something interesting about that too in that before jesus was raised from the dead when we look up references to people worshiping jesus there are times when we read of that like the wise men came and they worshiped jesus a number of times you read it about somebody that was cleansed or that desired something for their you know like a ruler that desired jesus to raise his daughter we read he worshiped jesus a leper that desired to be cleansed we read that he worshiped jesus a gentile woman whose daughter was vexed with the devil we read that she worshiped jesus the man with that legion of demons we read of him worshiping jesus the man that had been healed that had been born blind we read of him worshiping jesus the disciples that were close to him and they walked around with him after jesus was raised from the dead we take note of the fact that we read of them worshiping him like these women they hold him by the feet and they worship him thomas says my lord and my god and the 500 you know there were those that saw him there were others that saw him well in verse we read of we read of some that in verse 17 of this chapter when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted so there's an there's an event where we read of those who worshiped him after he was raised from the dead and the disciples after he ascended in luke 24 we read that after he ascended that the disciples worshiped him we also worship jesus these women grabbed a hold of him by the feet and worshiped him we're familiar with Mary Magdalene. He had said, touch me not, I have not yet ascended. There is, it wasn't that, they, that he couldn't be touched. It was the case that if they were to understand that it was not the case that he was coming back to this life like, he, like life was before. And that he was going to ascend. But they could touch him. In fact, 1 John 1, verse 1, speaks of whom the one we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. Our hands have handled. They ate and drank with him. These women hold him by the feet. They worship him. Now, we don't touch him with the hand of the body. Faith is the hand and mouth of our souls. 
We embrace Christ. Think of these women holding him by the feet. Well, we do embrace Christ. We believe in him. We believe in the one who by his death has taken away the cause of our death and misery. Jesus took away the cause of your death, your eternal death and misery, namely sin. We come to the table of the Lord as those that believe that. He has obtained for us the quickening spirit. The one who was raised from the dead quickens us. He obtained for us the quickening spirit that we might have true communion with him. Sometimes we call the Lord's Supper communion. And we're to think of the communion that we do have with Jesus, with God. He obtained for us the quickening spirit that you and I might have that true communion with God. He nourishes our souls. He nourishes our souls to life everlasting. And the day will come that he will raise our bodies and with joy and gladness in our souls may we come to the table of the Lord trusting in our God as those who are sorrowing for our sins thankful that Christ has revealed himself to us and that we know him that we believe in him we embrace him and we worship him and may we be strengthened and may we go forth and show our thankfulness to him living to the honor of his great and holy name amen let us pray oh lord our god and our father we are thankful that we know that Christ is risen indeed, and we know that he, that he dwells in our heart, and that we have life everlasting in him. The same one that arose so many years ago dwells in us. We embrace him, and we worship him with joy and gladness in our souls. May we now also partake of the Lord's Supper to thy honor and thy glory. Bless us, we pray, and forgive our sins, and comfort all thy people, for Christ's sake. Amen.